You're listening to the Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast for people passionate about making a positive change. We believe understanding your audience is the key to maximum impact, and behavioral science takes this to a whole new level. Join your host, Ruth Dale, and expert guests to explore biases, beliefs, why we do what we do, and why we don't do what we said we would do. Hello, boot campers. Welcome to an episode with Aaron Harvinson, who is a complete expert in helping us move more and sit less. It's Aaron's job to work with workplaces to help people get up and about. And this is a bit like sprinkling fairy dust of change. And we all need this right now. If like me, you've been sitting hunched over a laptop, hopping from Zoom call to Zoom call, you've become even more sedentary than normal. And this really does affect our well-being and our energy levels. So who better to speak to than someone who has actually delved deep into this? And Aaron and I worked on a project with Workplaces in Devon a couple of years back. It was fantastic working with Aaron, but I really want to flag when you're listening out, please do listen out for how important understanding awareness is. And if you've been to any of the bootcamp training, you will know this is something we talk about a lot. Understanding the awareness of your audience is nothing to be taken for granted when we're looking at behavior change marketing. It's like your sat nav. If you ask the wrong question about awareness, you can end up down the completely wrong road and just really flags how important it is that you're asking about awareness of the actual behavior change or the habit as opposed to just the overall agenda. We all know we need to move more, but how aware are we of our actual sitting? And is it a little bit like drinking alcohol or self-reporting how much we eat? Is it something we hugely, hugely underreport? So we need as an audience to understand our own habits in order for us to even start to make a change. And that's where Aaron's insight took him. And that's what Aaron's project is now based on. So I will stop going on and I will not spoil it anymore. So without further ado, can I hand over to Aaron Harvinson? Aaron, please introduce yourself. Thanks, Ruth. Uh, good morning. So I'm Aaron and I'm a project manager at Active Devon and my work is uh, Active Workplaces. So I lead on all of our work to support uh, organisations and businesses across the county to be more active. So breaking that down, Aaron, does that mean it is your job to get us communications and marketing professionals off our butts? In short, yes, it's to get everybody to ideally sit less and move more, but it's also giving people the awareness and the knowledge about why we're asking them to do that as well. So today's episode, we'll get some tips and hints from Aaron about how he does that and about his journey using behavior change marketing, but also for everyone out there, we've been sitting for a long time now. We've been in lockdown for ages. So this is also a little bit of self-care for our comms pros, because I know if you're like me, you've been hunched over a laptop for a very long time. So listen out for yourself as well as listening out for the tips that you can apply on your comms challenges at the moment. So Aaron, what would you say first brought you down to the behavior change marketing road? What was your first introduction to it? 
Yeah, sure. So Active Devon as an organisation, we're an active partnership and a big part of our role is to help tackle inactivity and to support people to be active. I'm lucky that my specific area of work is workplaces and we spend a lot of our time, a lot of our life at work and we spend you know, more of our time during the day at work than we do at home. So it's a, a big, big chunk of time. So I need and kind of wanted more information on how I can get people to become more active whilst at work. So I needed to get a real kind of grasp on and a better understanding on kind of why people were were active kind of during the working day and kind of how I can take that information uh, and act on it. And what was some key information that you found about the actual changes that people needed to make when you first started? There's a real lack of awareness. And I think that was probably one of my, and it's a good part of this work is that there's a good a good bit of self-reflection as you go through it because we all like to make assumptions we also sometimes we like to have solutions to problems but it's not always about rushing in with what we think the solutions are it's actually speaking to people and understanding from your audience what the real issues are and then help them come up with the solutions because yeah that was that was the first part is trying to stop myself just rushing in going I think I know all the answers and getting it all wrong. So would you agree then that the answers are definitely found by understanding the audience more? The solutions are with the audience. It's just our job to uncover them. Yes, absolutely. And even even the term workplace is far too broad because each individual workplace is so specific. So, you know, I will never find the complete solution for workplaces. I may find all of the specific solutions for specific workplaces, but you really have to drill down and understand your audience. And so when you first started Behaviour Change Marketing, and that's when we first met, and you can be honest, because a lot of people out there are just getting started. So a lot of people listening to the show are starting to use behavioural science for the first time. How did you feel when you first encountered it? Nervous, really nervous. So I have no behavior change science background or anything like that. So the whole kind of concept of even understanding my own behavior, let alone the behaviors of others was a, was a bit of a struggle. So the whole concept of having a deep dive into your audience and kind of using that insight to go forward was a little bit terrifying. There's lots of new terminology, lots of new areas for me to explore and research myself, which has been brilliant and really interesting. But yeah, I was terrified when I first started. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we still in Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp today, we still use the same sort of references to Alice in Wonderland and falling down the rabbit hole that we did when we were training together. I was so privileged to work with Aaron and his colleagues to train them up and introduce them to behavioural science. And it's just so hard to, you know, suddenly share the wealth of a whole discipline. You know, there's a lot of focus and finding the bits that are needed for your work out of the whole wealth of behavioral science that is published. And boy, can behavioral scientists publish. So yeah, it was fantastic to see you kind of teeter around that overwhelm rabbit hole, but not actually fall down it and actually go on and use it and apply it. And you're such a confident practitioner of it now. But what would you say in those early days when you were just starting out thinking, what is this? But also managing a really busy project, 
also managing really high expectations from a lot of stakeholders. So what impact do you think it made? Did it add any value to the process for you? Yeah, completely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, firstly, it gave me a lot more clarity on my task and the work that I needed to do, which was brilliant. It gave me a far better understanding of how I can achieve what I've set out to kind of to tackle, which is around the inactivity levels in the workplace. And, you know, it gave me a a much better understanding of my audience and the people that I was trying to help because it's such a positive area of work. We're trying to support people to be a bit more active, to improve their health and well-being. It's a lovely area to work in. So having that kind of real insight into my audience really, really helped me. It reminded me and challenged me not to make assumptions and to kind of work with the information and the data and the evidence that's right in front of you and put that into a proper plan. A lot of the listeners to Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp are starting out and wanting to kickstart their application of behavioural science, but they're also exceptionally, exceptionally busy and teetering on whether, you know, they should continue with their learning or not, or whether they could just, you know, get on and do what's familiar. And so I just wanted to ask you if you could share a bit of advice for people as to why they should continue with, you know, really getting to grips with behavior change marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand that. And, you know, I don't know what to keep using a cliche, but the kind of the go with it, the kind of lead into it. And I think you might have said to me right at the start was kind of say yes to the mess, which for me, it was in <laughs> the way that my brain works was a bit of a struggle, but it was so worth sticking with because what I learned from the process and the things that we kind of put in place has it's really helped save me time not doing all of the wrong things over and over again and just getting a real kind of a better understanding of kind of what works and a, and a better process. So do stick with it because, and it can be difficult sometimes because it challenges your own perceptions. It challenges your own behaviors and it challenges you to think in a different way that you might not have done before. But at the end, once you've kind of got through it, you realize that it's such an interesting and kind of productive process that I feel better for going through it. You know, it's, it's, it forms every part of my work now. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. So the insight informs every part of your work and still on because it's a couple of years ago now that the insight work was done. Yeah. So it's had real longevity. That investment up front is still yeah. paying dividends today. Yes, absolutely. That's fantastic. And actually, I just want to take a moment to share with everyone. It was your insight development sessions where we ran the sedentary awareness and used the sitting calculator. Yeah. Because again, um, we've spoken about that a couple of times in some of the episodes and I use it in the training today. Because as um, comms and marketing people, we do sit a lot, we are guilty. And it is just such a brilliant way of showing that when we're asking our audience, when we're trying to understand the awareness levels of our audience, it's not the awareness levels of the big agenda, you know, such as, you know, we know we need to be more active. It was the awareness levels of their own behavior and how much they sit that we needed to understand. Because if you ask anyone, they'll say, oh, yes, I know I need to move more. But we know from behavioral science that almost 95% of our decisions and our actions we take are habitual and we're not aware of them. 
So the first step in your project was to actually get people aware of just how long they're sitting for and to prompt that awareness. So then we could then begin the conversations about attitude and motivation. And I think that's just such an important point because if we had started the insight, just asking them, are you aware about the importance of being healthy? We would have had such different answers and gone down such a different road. But it really was that focus on the awareness of their behavior that shaped the project. And um, it was brilliant using um, that sitting calculator. And it was fantastic watching people's faces as they realized just how long they did sit for. Yeah. So I agree with you. It was definitely a standout project. So as someone who's now a couple of years in, pretty confident, what would you recommend to anyone to help help anyone starting out? So I've got two and I've picked audiobooks rather than actual written books because I just prefer as I'm walking around just to have a bit of a listen to something, especially if it's something a little bit heavy. So my first one that I would kind of suggest is Who Moved My Cheese? The book is probably, you know, this thick, it's tiny. And as an audio book, I think it's about an hour and 20 minutes. So it's super, super short. But it's all about change and adaptability to change, kind of embracing change and what change will bring. So within my work and encouraging people and supporting people to be more active, lots of things need to change across a whole spectrum, whether it's, you know, stuff at policy level, whether it's the environment of the workplace, you know, whether it's your social interactions or whether it's your individual behaviors, lots of stuff needs to change and that could be quite overwhelming. So adaptability to change is really, really great. And this is a really nice short story about being prepared and embracing change. Second part is the chimp paradox. So for me, it gave me a really great understanding of how my own brain works and how sometimes I have an emotional reaction to things kind of versus my kind of logical and human reaction to things and kind of me better understanding my own emotions and my own behaviors allows me then to better understand and can relate to the behaviors and the emotions of people that I'm speaking to day in, day out. So yeah, one was a real bit about change and one's just a bit of not only is it great for me and self-reflection, it's really, really helped me with dealing with kind of conflict and challenging situations like activity levels. And yeah, it can impact you on so many different walks of life. It's great. That's fantastic. Oh, thank you, Aaron. So we got two for the price of one. That's brilliant. Just to recap. So that's the chimp paradox and who moved my cheese? Yeah. Brilliant. I love the headings. <laughs> Sorry, the titles. They're fantastic. And so, Aaron, what is next for you? Share with us what's coming up. Cool. So for me at the moment, I'm just putting the finishing touches to a workplace webinar. So on the 16th of February, I'm going to be hosting a free workplace wellbeing webinar where I just want to start having the conversation with organizations throughout the county about the importance of workplace wellbeing. But from my primary driver is around physical activity and how physical activity can support better health and well-being. And also really drilling down and focusing on moving more. So sitting less, moving more. So again, when I talk to people about my job, people think that I'm going to come in and help set up a running group or I'm going to get them into sport or exercise. But it's far wider than that and it goes back to basics in terms of sit less move more and then the awareness pieces and the motivational pieces that go with that as well so yeah big webinar start generating the conversation locally and then hopefully 
to inspire more workplaces to be a bit more active going forward. That's fantastic. So how could anyone in Devon find out about that webinar? Yeah, thank you. So if you go to Active Devon website, which is .org, I think, activedevon.org, then and go to the events section and it will be top of the list in there. But if not, Google Active Devon and uh, we're the first one that comes up, I hope. And we'll put the link in the show notes for anyone as Thank well. You. And can anyone from outside Devon listen in or is it just purely Devon? I, yeah, you can. And I would really recommend that. So one of my best friends is in London and he's a sound engineer. So he spends his entire day ah. in a basement sat down, hunched over a sound desk. Yes, it's for anybody because the more we can start having this conversation, the more it creates a kind of a culture network level and business to business level where people are having this discussion all the time. So if we can get it wider than Devon, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and even the idea of sitting less, just even having to have that conversation, is it very different having that with people who perhaps have more control of their environment now they're at home compared to when they're in the workplace and really you didn't have that much control over your environment? Absolutely. One of the biggest learnings from the research that we did together, but also recently published from Sport England in an active workplaces piece was the permission and people feel that they need permission to move and so having more control over your own environment should hopefully make that a little bit easier to feel more comfortable and in control of their decisions. Yeah so no excuses now maybe is there a teeny tiny positive that lockdown has brought us I'm not sure but it's definitely something that we all could do with thinking about especially when you're managing social media accounts you're sitting in front of laptops hopping from zoom calls back to back how often are we getting up and walking we've lost a lot of the habitual activity that we probably didn't even think about popping out and about popping here and there so it'd be really really interesting for everyone we'll put the sitting calculator again in the show notes and I know I keep talking about this but it is the first step to your understanding just how long we're sitting for. So everyone, I would really encourage you to go and listen to Aaron. He is a total pro and he knows his stuff and he'll be sharing tips and hints, but also start having conversations at home with friends or if you're sharing houses or your families to say, you know, let's see how we can sit less and start moving more on such a granular level just to affect the tiny, tiny movement throughout your day, but actually makes you aware that it can have such a huge impact on your overall health and well-being. And I know this is true because when I worked with Aaron, I did start doing all these wonderful things. I have to admit, I did regress. I am human, but it is like sprinkling fairy dust on your life. And it's such a small, simple changes that can have a massive impact on how you feel. It increases your energy levels and really motivates you. And at the moment, I think any small changes like this that are pretty free and easy to do are so welcome at the moment, you know, to help us all continue our days in lockdown. So that webinar, remind us of the date of that webinar, Aaron. It's Tuesday, the 16th of February, and it will be for an hour at 9.30 in the morning. 
So that's Tuesday, the 16th of February for an hour, 9.30 a.m. And we will promise then, completely commit to getting this podcast out before then to get it so everyone can hear. So a huge, huge thank you to you, Aaron, for taking the time to come and talk with us. Marketing is a really fast-paced industry. So asking everyone just to pause and listen is something that's so very important. So our final question for all our guests, just to reflect on and share some happy vibes, is what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I like to travel and I like to plan. There's two big parts of my personality here. So to keep me smiling throughout the week is to set myself something to look forward to. So what I'm doing with my brother at the moment is that we'll pick each other a country at the start of the week. And then at the weekend, we have to cook something from that country, find a drink from that country, and then find a film from that country. So even though I'm stuck at home, I get to travel around the globe and experience food, drink, and kind of uh, bits of that culture from that country, from the comfort of my front room. So we pick it early, and then I've got the week to plan it, and then I get the, the weekend to enjoy it. That is brilliant. So what was your last country? So I did uh, Thailand last weekend. So I cooked a pad thai, had a big oh. bottle of singer beer, and then I watched a, a Muay Thai uh, boxing film. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. That is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Aaron. I think actually I'm going to take that and run with it. Not brilliant idea. <laughs> Thanks for joining. And if anyone has any questions or wants to get in touch with you, are you on LinkedIn? How yeah. Twitter, what's the best way? Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. And if not, if you go to the Active Dem website and the About Me section, there's, a, there's some links to find me in there as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Aaron. Take care. Thanks, Ruth. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, show us some love and leave a review on iTunes. We'll leave you with Ruth's favorite quote from Alice in Wonderland. I knew who I was this morning, but I've changed a few times since then. Got a favorite quote about the magic of change? Tell us over at the Behavior Change Marketing Bootcamp group on LinkedIn. Join us for a Mad Hatter's Tea Party, virtually. 